I'll start over. <laughs> Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers. I'm your host, Joshua Tracy. And I'm Corwin Heller. And let's get going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> today we're going to What's the deal with airplane food? <laughs> welcome to your morning commute at 6 a.m. It's a real scorcher outside. And anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so last Thursday we released our episode that was about valuing, trying to value the most valuable player on a baseball diamond or a football field via career earnings. Today is the follow-up to that episode where we talk about contri- uh, the contributions for individual positions, trying to determine the most valuable one via game in-game contribution. So more measurable... Uh, statistics for those actual players to uh, the best that you can yeah I mean so we talked about this before the podcast started and I was looking into you know Josh did the baseball side of things I was going to do the football side of things again and I realized extremely quickly that football has no advanced stats for determining value outside of the quarterback so I think we kind of agreed upon talking about the value of the quarterback and why he's so valuable to a team and how much he puts towards it, but not really trying to dig deep into advanced stats because there literally aren't any. Yeah, um, I brought it up in in the, the spreadsheet I put together, which, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, I, I pulled up some pro football reference pages that are akin to the um, – MLB page uh, baseball reference pages that I had um, that we can like glance at for football but the problem is it's so lopsided in favor of being a QB dominated sport that I mean it, it's at that point it, it's vying for what's the second most valuable position and baseball is can be relatively comparable because there are those catch-all stats like um, war overall or like WRC plus or OPS plus for hitters or ERA plus or ERA minus for or for pitchers where it makes it like a little bit easier, but there just really isn't for football. I know pro football, pro football reference has one, but I've just never really dug into it and I don't think I really care, you know? Yeah, it's not that great of a stat. It's kind of, you know how baseball is very... It's not very opinionated. It's these are the numbers. It's I'm forgetting the word. It's objective. Yeah. Football, those stats behind it are very subjective. Yeah, and and there there's a little bit of like you can give context for like, oh, this guy's war was down because his defense is bad, but if you want to judge him as a hitter, he's good. But you can't you just can't do it with football. Like there's really the game is so much context. Um, so we can still talk about, I, I just sent you the links to the things I pulled up in the discord chat. Um, I should pull up discord, but let's get into the spreadsheet at hand and talk about our, our nation's greatest sport <laughs> baseball. <laughs> oh man. I have been on a baseball kick the last week or so. It's the time of the year, man. Yeah. Everyone's getting in it. We're back. I'm in day seven of my dynasty draft on Flea Flicker, round 23, I think, of 50. And I have been spending my days basically just reading prospect scouting reports all day, every day. 
I I just keep thirsting for these games to be meaningful on on um on on for the spring training games. I'm watching the Yankees O's game right now. Yankees are winning two to one. It's tough because these games don't matter, but I want them to. Anyway, let's get into the spreadsheet because <laughs> I I will talk about baseball unrelated to the baseball we're already talking about all day. So the first uh, sheet that we have open here is uh, leaders in wins above replacement. Are you on that one as well? Uh, yeah. You said wins above replacement. I'm like, I was about to say, no, I'm on the war leaders page. I'm glad you figured it out. I'm a, I'm a dumb guy, guys, in case you didn't notice. All right, so let's do I, – I, I made the cutoff on this uh, 60 wins above replacement, okay, which was Bobby Abreu, if anyone was wondering, at 187th place. Yeah, way to go, Bobby. The reason I did 60 is, like, it's kind of regarded as being the the number where it's like, you have a decent shot at making the Hall of Fame here, you know? Like, not every guy above 60 on this list is in the Hall of Fame for one reason or another, but, like, 60, 65 is usually a, generally a pretty good, like, this guy's got a shot of whatever that may be, right? Side note. How do you think Bobby Breu feels to be the second best Bobby to play for the Mets? Second best Bobby to play for the Mets? Yeah. You mean against Bobby Bonilla? Yeah. Is Bonilla better than Abreu? I've never actually looked at their stats side by side. He's been getting paid longer. Yeah, but he gets All paid right, so little. No, I don't think Bobby Bonilla was that great. I thought he really was. I could have. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I didn't. I didn't think Benia was good like that. <laughs> like, Bobby Abreu is really fucking good. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm pulling up their stats right now. All right. Bobby Abreu had a career 60 war, uh, roughly 2,500 uh, hits, 288 home runs, with a 291 career batting average, and an OPS of 870. Bobby, OPS plus of what? Uh, 128. All right, cool. That's good. Bobby Bonilla had a war of 30.2, 2,000 hits, 287 home runs, one less, batting average of 279, an OPS of 829, and an OPS plus of 124. They're really close. So I don't know where 30 war comes from out of those. Probably shitty defense. Yeah. It's got to be. Wow. I mean, Bonilla was a six-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger, and the 1997 World Series champion. Abreu was only a two-time All-Star, one-time Gold Glove, one-time Silver Slugger. So Bonilla actually has probably the better stats as far as awards are concerned, but Abreu has better war and slightly better counting stats. Yeah, man, I, I, I don't really know deep enough into the life of those two dudes to know, but uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, way to go, both of you guys. They did more than I ever I will. never would have guessed that. Like, I only know Bonilla as the guy who the Mets are still trying with his deferred contract, and Bobby Breo as being one of the all-time great Mets that people love to death. Oh, who but, doesn't love a Breo? Anyway. Know. 
So yeah. the the bottom five here at the at the cutoff, we have uh, Bobby Abreu, Dazzy Vance. No idea who he is. Zach Dazzy Wheat. Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Al Spalding. Which Corbin? How do we know Al Spalding? Um, did they make balls? Yeah, he was he was a baseball player. I think in like 1850 or 1860 was when he was playing. And then when he retired, he started spalding the the ball company. Like that's the dude. He was an actual ball player and he has 60.3 career war. When did you say he played? Like 1860? Okay, I thought you said 1960 at first, and I was like, no, you are way off, sir. 1871 to 1878. Oh, then he was probably born in 1850. That's probably why I was there. All right, yeah, yeah cool. He was. So now our top five, without looking, I want you to give me a, a, a few guesses here. Top five? Give me, yeah, look, at, look at me, eye contact. Give me, give me five players you think are up there. Um, Babe Ruth. Got him. It's number one. Lou Gehrig. Not even on the not in on the top ten. Of war. Yeah. All right. Um, Williams. Ted Williams. Yeah. Not in the top ten. Fuck. Uh, Barry Bonds. Yep. Um. Nolan Ryan. Uh, also not in the top ten. Those are your five guesses. You Fuck. punk bitch. Don't forget, Lou Gehrig's career got cut short by the fact that he had Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> ah, Cy Young was my next guest. Fuck. So it was Babe Ruth, which is just head and shoulders above people. Yeah. And you might be looking at you might be looking at one eighty two point five as compared to Cy Young's one sixty eight. It's like, oh, that's only fourteen. Don't forget, an like an all star season is five war. An all star right. season is five war. Like Cy Young would have had to have had three additional good seasons to get that to that and like three asking any player for a three additional all-star seasons on top of a hall of fame career is bullshit after having one of the longest careers all time and holding many many records and you know Cyclone. the award named after him for being the best at your position yeah several uh, several of these dudes have awards named after them. So it, it's Babe Ruth at 182.5. The Babe Ruth Award is what, Corwin? Just give me a random guess. Uh, Babe Ruth Award is for dual position players. Best or... postseason. Babe Ruth is just best postseason. Uh, yes, you're correct. All right, so anyway, moving on. Cy, Cy, Cyclone Young, 168. Wins above replacement. Cy was a starting pitcher for reference, and Babe Ruth was a right fielder. Um, all right, then we have Walter Johnson with 165.2 wins above replacement. He was also a starting pitcher. Number four on this list is Barry Bonds with 162.8 wins above replacement. He was a left fielder. And then Willie Mays with 156.4 wins above replacement as a center fielder. This is a godly top five. I mean... Yeah, who would imagine that the... Five players named the best all-time by value are all very good players. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really know what to say other than no shit. <laughs> These are all really good players. I was surprised, though, by a, a small number of people I did not know. Like, Corwin, do you by any chance know who Kid Nichols is? Uh, is that Kid Rock's son? 
Dude, I am. I don't even. How about nap la joie? <laughs> uh, no. Because both those dudes have over a hundred wins above replacement. <laughs> yeah, or some asshole named Randy Johnson. God. Yeah, who Imagine names the dick jokes kid. that guy? God. Dick, dick. All right. So anyway, like I said, we have the the top, but a hundred eighty-seven players here with their position, their generalized position. Um, where do you think what? I'm laughing at Warren Spann, who had a career war of ninety-nine point nine. Sucks to suck, Warren. So close. Warren Spawn. I don't care. There's an H in his name. Um, I read. Yeah, he was one of like the last great Boston Braves pitchers before they moved, and then he became a solid pitcher with the Mets. That dude looked. 60 like his whole career not that i was ever alive for it because he stopped pitching like i said the boston braves um <laughs> but he like I've, I've seen pictures of him like back in his playing days and the dude just looks decrepit at all times anyway so amongst this list we have 22 first basemen 15 second basemen, 15 third basemen, 17 shortstops, 4 catchers, 21 right fielders, 14 center fielders, 11 left fielders, and 3 DHs, accompanied by 0 relief pitchers and 65 starting pitchers. By far the most positions on this list. What about this stands out to you? The 65 starting pitchers? I mean, I didn't... It was... Incredibly even when we looked at salaries of players at the last episode. This is insane. Like, over three times as many starting pitchers than the next highest position. Well, sorry, almost three times as many as the next highest. Yeah, close enough. You could, I I wouldn't have gotten mad at you for saying three. Yeah, it's. The listeners would, Josh, but the listeners would. Uh, what else? Uh, what else do you do you see on this list that stands out to you? Do, are you shocked that first base has the most uh, representation amongst the infield? Um, actually, no. Just because I think being a power hitter and being in a position where it's kind of hard to fuck up defensively kind of benefits them a little bit. I'd say. This list is more about longevity, and first base yeah. is going to give you that more so than others. Um, it's tough for me to argue that, while at the same time, shortstop is there at 17. But also, one of the other caveats I'll add to this list is a lot of these old players, if you were like a shortstop or if you were a second baseman or you were whatever, you were just that until you retired. You know, like Honus Wagner played 21 seasons pretty much at shortstop because he was Honus Wagner. You were going to fucking move him off the bag or the the spot, you know. So, um, I, I mean, I guess you could I could make my argument a little bit more clean looking at catcher with only four people who represent that position on this list. Uh, let's see. Who do you who do you who would you guess being on this list as a catcher? Uh, Yogi Berra, um, I don't know, maybe Buster Posey, if Buster no, Posey no, played for another 10 years. way too young. I don't know. If he Lou played Gehrig for another 10 years, he'd have a I shot. I like Lou Gehrig is the only 
catcher I could think of. Maybe Johnny Bench. So Lou Gehrig was a first baseman. Um, Johnny oh, Bench is uh, on this Yogi list. Bear. Yogi's not, which I think is surprising. Um, unless, did I just fuck up? Because I feel like Yogi had more than six. No, I think he had like 56. I think he just missed it. I think I had a, I think I saw his name when I deleted it and felt sad. Uh, yeah, he's not. Bear. He's not on this list. Fifty-nine point four WAR. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I think yeah. I saw it and felt bad. Uh, no, so it's Carlton Fisk, Gary Carter, Pudge Rodriguez, and Johnny Bench. Those are the four catchers. Uh, the only guys I know are Ivan Rodriguez and Johnny Bench. I don't know the other uh, two or. Gary Carter was a longtime Montreal Expo and Met and. Carlton Fisk, I always forget what team he was actually on, but I want to say the Detroit Tigers. So, I, I'm, I'm not so. I, I really think this list in particular, because this is the wins above replacement leaderboard, I'm really not surprised that all these guys have long careers. I mean, you go down the list because we have their um, career length next to their names. Like, you look at the top dudes, it's Babe Ruth has 22 years, signing 22 seasons. Walter Johnson, 21, 22, 22, 24, 23. I mean, the first person on this list that didn't play 20 MLB seasons is Ted Williams. And even that feels a little bit cheap because he was cheated out of a couple of seasons because of the military. Um, so, it, it, I'm really not surprised that catcher isn't strongly represented and that relief pitching doesn't even crack this list. I'm actually surprised uh, Zach Greinke's on this list. I mean, I know that he's such a been such a great pitcher for so long and so consistent, but I didn't realize he put up that kind of war numbers time after time. Yeah, there's a lot of guys on this list that surprise. Let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you this: Who do you think has more wins above replacement, uh, Gaylord Perry or Joe DiMaggio? I'm going to say Joe DiMaggio. No. Gaylord fucking Perry. 90.4 wins above replacement to Joey D's 78.1. I knew that was going to be the answer just because, of course, you would put a Yankee as like, oh, of course the Yankee would have higher war. Especially Joey D, a very, very recognizable name, whereas I bet you a casual-ish baseball fan probably doesn't know who Gaylord Perry was. All right. All right I got a fun one for you. Who do you think has more wins above replacement, Mike Mussina or Nolan Ryan? And uh, I want you to tr- go ahead. Taking out my bias for Mike Mussina. Uh, I mean, I'm going to say Nolan Ryan. It is Mike Mussina. Yeah, Can you believe that shit? Nine additional seasons for Nolan Ryan, and Mike Mussina has more wins above replacement. Barely. They're next to each other on the list. Mussina's number 58. Ryan's number 59. Mussina had 83 wins above replacement. Nolan Ryan had 81.8. But, like, fuck, like, that's close. How does Nolan Ryan just. How does he not have a Cy Young? How is he not. Does not have better war? What happened with this man's career where he had to be cursed the way he was? Uh, well, he never won a Cy Young because he never earned it, which feels stupid because he pitched for 27 seasons and is the career leader in strikeouts. But Nolan Ryan's weird because he's basically the greatest compiler of all time while also being very good. Like, he, w- he was never really, like, an ace. He was always a number two p- pitcher. 
And that's why, like, his strikeout numbers are good. His strikeout-to-walk ratio is not. He has the most walks in history. Right. So it, it's like, imagine, um, who's a number two pitcher? Charlie Steven Morton? Strasburg. Uh, uh, Strasburg's never healthy. He's still a number two pitcher. Uh, he'd probably be a number one on any other team that didn't have Max Scherzer. Yeah, I'm trying like to think Charlie, of a good. Charlie Morton only really just became like a very good. Yeah, he, you're right. He doesn't have um, really a, a good history of being number two. I'm trying to think, who's been a good number two pitcher for like consistently his career? Because I was going to say this is the same problem Tommy John has. Tommy John has like 60 or 70 WAR, but he's not in the Hall of Fame because he pitched 26 seasons and he just you know racked up three, four wins above replacement every season forever, and it just added up. You know, he, he was never great. He was always good. He was never great. And uh, it just... It was just a compound. So Nolan Ryan's kind of like that. He's like... I mean, he, he's actually pretty close. I mean, Nolan Ryan has 80.1 wins above replacement. And uh, where are you? Uh, Tommy John? What about a guy like Andy Pettit? Tommy John has a 62 flat, so they're separated by 21 wins above replacement, which is a lot. Andy Pettit should be on this list. I think he's right over there around 60. Yeah. 60.3. Like, what about 3. him as like a career like number two pitcher kind of guy that like put up good numbers with a long career but was never like an ace for a squad? It's tough because I really just don't remember Andy Pettit's career, but... Was he never the was he never the number one pitcher for the Yankees? I don't remember. I, just think I, I didn't d- watch baseball back then. I don't I just don't remember like our pitching staff back. I know names, like I know David Cohn was on those a lot of those teams. I know um David Wells is on a lot of those teams, but I just can't think of who else was on those fucking teams. Alright, so here's a list of New York Yankees opening day starting pitchers. So they're number one guys. Um Andy Pettit once in 1998, and that's it. So he was probably never really the number one. Yeah. CeCe has done it six times. Tanaka will have his fourth this year. That makes sense. Clemens did it four times. Oh, Clemens was so fucking dirty. David Cohn with two appearances. Anyway... Yep. So, anything left to take away from this? So, if you had to look at this list and you had to give me what do you think the most posi- valuable position on the diamond is based on wins above replacement leaderboard? You can't not say starting pitcher. It's just not even fucking close. No. It's just not even a – you can't even fudge it and say, like, oh, first base better than shortstop by a little – no, it's it's so head and shoulders. If you had like to give a, me – um, no, go ahead, go ahead. Like, imagine the how outrageous it would be if Mike Trout had three times as much war as the next highest player in the season. It would be insane. And yet we have yeah. three times as many starting pitchers in the top, you know, 60 war players as anyone else. I, real quick, though, I do have three DHs on this list. Do you want to wager any guesses? David Ortiz, because I will not forget him again. No. Really? Not on this list, really. Well, then just fuck me up sideways. I don't know. I don't think I could name another hall like uh, 
Well, uh, one one of them literally just got one of them literally just got into the Hall of Fame this past season. Oh shit! I didn't pay attention. Edgar Martinez. Mm. How about? Hold on. How about the Big Hurt, Frank Thomas? And then how about a current manager, Paul Molitor? Am I a bad baseball fan that I don't recognize those men? All right, so you should definitely recognize Frank Thomas. <laughs> like, for sure. Especially because he does all those shitty um, testosterone pill commercials now. Frank Thomas, the big hurt. Yeah, I don't recognize him. Damn. Well, he's... Uh, yeah, he's he's him. He's doing his thing. He's, he's yeah. gigantic. He 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 was one of the greatest DHs of all time. I mean, yeah, I don't I really don't know what even else there is to say about him. He was just one of the greatest DHs of of, of all time, and uh, he just barely didn't make the uh, um, what do you call it? Two thousand five. I think he was just no. I I think he just missed the two thousand five uh, White Sox postseason roster when they won the World Series, and then Paul Molitor. Paul Molitor. Paul Molitor, is he still the manager? Of, is he not the manager? No, wait, is he managing the Twins still? I don't know. Oh, I think he might have got canned. Because I think it was a thing, like, remember, like, he won manager of the year, not this past season, but the season before that, mm-hmm. when the Twins made uh, made the wild card game and got booty blasted by the Yankees. I forget if he got retained. Uh, after after this past year, doesn't matter. Let's move on to the most all star appearances. Fair so enough. now, I'll I'll give this one a, it's it's due asterisk in that not all of these appearances are all at one position, right? Like Pete Pete Rose has seventeen uh, all star games. He he did, and I'm put him down put him down as a first baseman. Pete Rose is not a first baseman. Pete Rose is in everything. Pete Rose is a utility player. I went with first base because that's what he's played the most in his career because I'm not going to go through all... How many players do I even have on this list? Uh, 167 players and figure out which position they were at each time they got selected to the fucking All-Star game. But I think that we can surmise... The way I'm rationalizing it to myself is that if you spent the bulk of your time at one position, that shows enough acumen... That you were able to move, and therefore that position has value from that standpoint as well. Right. Does that sound fair enough to you of a of a justification? Hundred percent. All right. So, it's funny because I got thrown the fuck off because Hank, what? That was so New York. Thrown the fuck off. All right, lick my ass. All right. If you want me to. because uh, Hank Aaron. Has twenty one seasons on a um, All Star Game roster, but has twenty five All Star Game appearances, and I forgot because there used to be, I believe, for a stretch of time, two All Star Games. What? Yeah, I don't remember the years, but I remember hearing about it because it never comes up. You know, like your surprise is not surprising to me because it never comes up. I'm pretty sure there used to be for a stretch of years two All Star games, and that's why you have for Hank Aaron 
21 seasons on an all-star roster. He played one game for the American League and then 24 games for the Ameri- for the National League for 25 total all-star games, even though he was only on 21 all-star rosters. Between 1959 and 1962, there were two all-star games. There it is. Uh, yeah, that's insane. Surprising it doesn't didn't work out for longer, right? Yeah, truly exactly. a shock. Jeez. Who would have thought? So the top, I I cut this off. I think after seven, I because uh, there's just way too many people who were tied at seven, and then like ap- the thing is, I mean Corwin, if a player had five All Star selections in their career, that seems like a pretty handsome career, right? Oh yeah, not too shabby. Yeah, yeah, five All Star games. You'll for a career on let's say fifteen years. You make it one out of every three years. Sure, you probably had a good five-year peak somewhere in there. You got, you were young, you got old. What? How many All-Star games have you been to? Because I personally have not been to any All-Star games. Um, uh, it, once I buy tickets, I can start saying I've been to some. <laughs> Until that day, zero. So, so I made the cutoff seven, so that we're looking at like you know great players and shit. Hank Aaron leads this list with 20 fucking five. Goddamn. Which is insane. It's just so many. It's just so fucking many. Uh, then we have Stan the Man Musil at 24, tied with Willie Mays. We got Mickey Mantle at 20. And then it's a tie for number f- uh, fifth place with Cal Ripken Jr. and Ted Williams, each with 19 All-Star Game selections. So now this is going to discount older players because there was no all-star game for i think the first 20 of babe ruth's 22 seasons in the major leagues um Mm -hmm. i don't think there was a single all-star game for lou gehrig's career like with you know for cy young's career so you know take this for for what it's worth but we're i still think it's a relatively fair judge of of what we're looking at here so the leading position with most all-star appearances it's still starting pitching it's still of, of this list of 168 players to have seven or more all-star selections 30 of them which is 10 more than the next highest number are still fuck starting fucking pitchers 33 percent higher than the next closest is still insane it's such a wide goddamn margin. I, I mean, the, it, it's after that, it's a three-way tie between catchers, first baseman, and right fielders with 20. Uh, f- fuck, man. 30 goddamn starting pitchers. Absolutely wild. Yeah. So, um, our boy Warren, Warren Spahn is the first starting pitcher to appear on the, on the, the tops list with uh, 17 total appearances in the All-Star game which is the most by a starting pitcher so above him span ah you might be right (laughs) um so above him is just position players so the average number of seasons on a playoff roster not a playoff all-star roster for starting pitchers is not the highest but by by sheer volume it it they are what do you think Uh, you know it as much as i want to say that first base was the way to go money wise starting pitchers like you can't 
Like, it's not like this is close and it's even up for debate. Like, starting pitchers are where it's at as far as, you know, value and production. I mean, yeah. Let's call this chances for making the Hall of Fame, you know? I mean, fuck, man. Yeah. Like, I really wasn't expecting it to be. I thought we were going to get some stronger starting pitching representation here. I didn't think it was going to be this much. Um, so, for reference, I also did. Oh, go ahead. What were we going to say? Um, I may have peeked ahead at the next sheet and am even more blown away. But we'll get there. I don't want to spoil anything. I know. I, I know. It's it. Yeah, it's fun. So, so uh I did average number of seasons that that each position was represented on the playoff roster. Um, The right field came in at the highest with 11.8. So if you appeared on this spreadsheet and you were a right fielder, you on average spent 11.8. You on average made 11.8 all-star appearances. The lowest is DH, of which there are three, and their average number of seasons um, on an all-star team was eight. So let's see who are our three DHs. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess Ortiz will make this one. I'm gonna guess Edgar Martinez will make this one, and I'm gonna guess Victor Martinez and not Paul. No, fuck! It's Paul Molitor. God damn it! It was David Ortiz, Edgar Martinez, and Paul Molitor. Fuck! Oh, all right. Hey, get fucked, Josh. I hope so. <laughs> uh, and then for our for our simplified categories, there are eighty one infielders on this list. There's forty six outfielders, thirty seven starting, thirty seven pitchers, and three DHs. There are also, I should mention, seven relief pitchers that made this. So their average of eight point three. Um, number of of seasons on an all-star team the highest average number of seasons for simplified positions is outfield with 11 seconds infield with 10.3 pitchers come in at 8.7 dh is still at eight anything there for you um not really yeah no um i I guess it's it's interesting that right field is so because right field's higher by a, a decent amount. It's a full season more than the next highest of center field. I'm not sure if that means anything other than right field has the best longevity out of the outfield, I guess. Um, maybe. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But, it's, it, yeah, I mean, I like these numbers are here. We're just extrapolating, you know? Yeah, and extrapolating beyond what we think, what we, we could justifiably argue. We're definitely reaching. All right, so let's go over to the next one. Yeah. World Series MVPs. So now as a caveat to this, World Series MVP only goes back to 1955. Prior to that, there was no World Series MVP. So take that as what you want. Uh, The spreadsheet I pulled also has the um, All-Star MVP, the NLCS MVP, and the ALCS MVP. And I, I left them there because I didn't... Why not? There's names. Um, but we only really care about the Willie Mays World Series MVP, which feels like it's Willie sponsored Mays. by Willie Mays instead of named after him because Willie Mays has such a like a brand name, you know? Fast like Mays, hits like Hayes. That's the Willie Mays guarantee. So, of 
our World Series MVPs. There were seven catchers, three first basemen, two second basemen, ten third basemen, five shortstops, six right fielders, two left fielders, zero center fielders. Until three Mike Trout DHs. makes it to the World Series. Yeah, yeah good luck with that, buddy. Uh, three DHs, 25 starting pitchers, and three relief pitchers. And Or in simpler terms, there was 27 infielders, eight outfielders, and 28 pitchers. What do you think of this shit? What the actual fuck? A starting pitcher is going to play maybe once or twice in the entirety of the World Series. How the fuck are they winning so many damn like MVPs? I do not understand this. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it really, it is. I mean, I guess it depends on what you do. I mean, like Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling split. Oh, so if you add, by the way, if you add up these totals, um, that's 65, I think, or 66, which is um, more than the number of World Series that we're counting here because there are splits. There are, t- are there MVPs were shared, like in 2001. It was shared by Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. And it's because, like, in I remember the context of that World Series. It's like those two dudes shut down a very good Yankees offense and basically kept the Diamondbacks in the series enough for them to win in seven games. It took all seven of them, you know? Um, if you go back to the olden days, your starting pitcher was throwing the, the, almost the whole fucking game. I mean, Don Larson in 1956 won the World Series MVP probably strictly because he pitched the a perfect game in the World Series. So there there's there's some context. Wait, he did? Yeah. That's thing that's happened. Dude, you do not know this? I am so fresh into baseball. You have no idea. I've been watching for like one season, two seasons. So I have a Yankees fitted hat that has the 1956 World Series patch on it just because that was the World Series. I think it was game Five or game four against the Dodgers, Don Larson pitched the only perfect game, not just in World Series history, in postseason history, uh, in the World Series. And there's a very famous picture of Yogi Berra clung to him like a koala after they won that <laughs> game because it was a, such a holy shit moment. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's entirely why Don Larson... An otherwise not remarkable starting pitcher. One, I just, I just looked up that picture and it's fantastic. It's beautiful. It was my yeah. phone background for year for like a, like yeah, ever. I imagine. Um. So that's that's what that is. But yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if there's like a clubhouse presence to it, maybe for some of these starting pitcher ones. Okay, so let me ask you this. Um. Because I can edit out the space. So, just for fun, because Hideki Matsui, I put down as being the DH for the 2009 World Series because, I I mean, he was. Um, (laughs) So, he won World Series MVP in six games and 14 plate appearances. He had eight hits, a double, three home runs, eight RBIs, one walk, only three strikeouts for a 615 batting average, a 130 a 1.385 slugging for a 2000 or sorry, for a 
2.027 OPS, um, which is just fucking enormous. I think OPS only goes up to 2,400 or 2,600. No, wait, that no, I'm thinking slug goes up to 1,600. It doesn't matter. Um, so what do you think about that? What do you think is more? What's a more impressive to you? A 0.46 ERA? Is that what you said for Madison Bumgarner? Uh, 0.43. 4.3. Or a slugging of 1.385 with the caveat of it only being 14 plate appearances versus a 0.43 ERA in 21 innings? Um, I think I'd have to go with the ERA. I would too. Yeah, I I, to- I, mean, I, know, I totally would too. One, one earned run in 21 innings is crazy. Uh, I mean, especially in a World Series. Yeah, I I I think it's just such a safe bet to go with a dominant starting pitching performance, mm-hmm. be- because hits I think feel very sentimental at the time, you know. So Hideki Matsui, he hits one home run, he hits a double, he brings in. Six. six, all six, right? It was six to was uh, not, was six out of seven. Run. Six out of seven of of your runs, right? And you vote for M- World Series MVP that night, that night. Yeah. And he does this in the game you clinch the World Series in. I'm 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 tempted to say that now. I'm not taking anything away from Hideki Matsui because for one thing, I love him so much, and for another thing, he had a great. World Series by all accounts, but at the same time, I think this goes to show that it it it, it can be sentimental. You know, hits yeah. can be more sentimental than say starting pitching. Although starting pitching can be more reliable. I mean, there really wasn't a dominant pitcher for the Yankees, um, and I mean, Derek Jeter went eleven for twenty seven, batting four oh seven with like a nine forty seven OPS with three doubles, but he only had one RBI. I, I feel like missing out on those scoring runs, unlike Matsui, is the only reason he didn't win it. Yeah, uh, I I just sorted the 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 series by OPS, and so Hideki Matsui had a two point zero two seven OPS. Oh, the next highest insane. on the team was Alex Rodriguez with a nine seventy three OPS, which is so fucking good. And Hideki Matsui blew it out of the water. He bet six fifteen um, that series. That's insane. Yeah, I, I, dude, I, I know it. Hideki killed it that season, or that, or that, 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 that series. You know what? Um, Screw Jeter. Hideki deserves that MVP. <laughs> Fuck guess, you, guess Jeter. Who, guess who the Phillies OPS leader for that for the World Series was? The Phillies. Yeah. Oh my God! I'm not gonna look at OPS, but I'm gonna look at the names just so I kind of have an idea. Um, I guess I gotta go with like Ryan Howard. Okay, so no, it's Cole Hamels. Yikes! They're starting pitcher because he had Holy one. Hit. Shit. He had one. He had one hit. So his batting average was a thousand. His on base percentage was a thousand. His slugging was a thousand. So his OPS was two thousand. Um, they're, they're, <laughs> their their real OPS leader was was Chase Utley. 
Okay. But that's really funny to see. Like, Can I just wasn't... I was like, oh, fuck, 2000? That's really good. Who was it? Cole Hamels? Can we, like, figure out who has the highest OPS as, like, a pitcher? Oh, you totally can. You you probably... Oh, dude, with baseball reference, anything is possible. You totally can. You probably yeah. can. I believe in baseball reference like I believe in the sun. Um. Anyway... Are you surprised that I don't? And the with World Series MVP, a lot of this shit's random. It's kind of what we were just saying. Are you surprised though, that not a single center fielder has ever won it? Like if Mike Trout magically does get to the World Series with those Angels, those pesky pesky Angels, and wins World Series MVP, he'll be the first person in the one hundred and six year sorry sixteen year long tradition of the World Series to ever win. Well, I guess I guess World Series MVP has only been around for sixty-four years. So the sixty-four-year tradition of the World Series MVP, Mike Trout would be the first guy to do it, or whoever is the next guy to do it. That just seems insane, doesn't it? I feel like that's just a wild coincidence. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. But like, damn, <laughs> fuck. It's just, it's just shocking. I don't know. I I I don't have a point to it. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm just genuinely surprised. What should I I so like I am genuinely trying to figure this out. Um, how many plate appearances should I set for pitchers to determine this? Uh, you doing you doing career then? Yeah. Um. Honestly, dude, it's gonna like be it's gonna be a low number. Oh, no, I was gonna set it to like one hundred. Okay. Um, sort by OPS. While you're doing that, um, I also pulled up MVP, like actual MVP wins. Uh, the problem is I also pulled up Cy Young wins, not that it matters, because you can't compare these two if we want to compare um, hitting positions and pitching positions. So we can look at the... Some of the leaders here in MVPs, but it's going to be tough to really relate it to anything. What did you find in your venture? I found that I need to subscribe in order to get my results. Oh, you did the play index? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's yeah, how it goes. I know the leader has an OPS of 4,000. Oh, fuck. I don't know <laughs> okay. how that's fucking possible. That's got to be that's got to be the max then. Yeah, I, I got a No. No way. Pete just texted me the Giants traded Odell Beckham Jr. What? Odell Beckham Jr is going to the Giant to the, going to the Browns. What? Browns reportedly acquire Twitter. wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr in deal with Giants. What the fuck is wrong with the fucking Giants? Oh my god. All right, Giants receive a first round pick number 17 overall, the Browns second third round pick this year, safety Jabril Peppers. For Odell Beckham Jr. That's fucking nothing. Oh my 17, god. 17, a third, and Jabril Peppers for the best fucking wide receiver in the NFL. That's How the bullshit. fuck is Dave Gettleman that fucking dumb? That is unbelievable. Antonio. How did Antonio Brown go for a three and a five? God damn it. This is infuriating. But, and the thing is. You know this how to get approved by John Mara. You know this how to get approved by John Mara. And he let that shit happen? Oh, God. 
fuck the Giants. What How the, the fuck? fuck did Antonio Brown go for a three and a five? God damn it. Dude, this offseason is The Browns such just a won weird... the fucking division. Fuck. I, I don't... Ah, uh, uh, dude. I'm so fucking mad at the Giants. This is absolutely Baker bullshit. Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, Kareem Hunt, and uh, fucking Nick Chubb. Fuck. And their defense has Miles Garrett and fucking Olivier Vernon. They're my favorite to win the fucking Super Bowl now. God damn it. We're upset about two very different things. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, that's... Imagine if, like, you would be this upset if, like, the Patriots traded for him. But I wouldn't be upset that the Patriots got him. I'm, I'm, I'm still upset that the Giants traded him away. It's unbelievable. What's the fuck? Why would you do that? That's Why a thing are I can't you figure your out. Team gets set back so far. I that this is what I'm trying to figure out. It not even gets set back. What do you What do you need the money for? That's what I don't get. What do you need? You're not competing. Give your fans something. In in one season, Eli's gone. Who's left? Who's left to root for? Saquon because he's forced to be here. That's it. That's absolute. That's nothing. What the fuck is supposed to bring the Giant fans out to that goddamn stadium now? I was talking to Pete today that the only thing that would be worth going out to watch now would be your rookie quarterback throwing it to, to Odell. What the fuck do they have now? Sterling Shepard's now their wide receiver one. What the fuck is this? I'm upset. I just don't get it, man. How do you do the fans dirty like that? That's so fucked. I get you don't want to please. Go ahead. How does it feel to be a fan of the now favorite team in the city of New York? Fan fucking tastic. Uh, no, because we're gonna get. We're still gonna be playing second fiddle. That's what sucks about being a Jets fan, uh, and it goes for Islanders fans and Mets fans and all that. Is that? Even when you're the better team than than the the number one team, you know, even when the Mets are better than the Yankees, even when the Jets are better than the Giants, blah 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 blah, they still talk about the number one team more because all of a sudden the bad team's more interesting than the good team. It's annoying. All right, so let let's transition back over to baseball though. Um, We're definitely leaving that in the episode, right? I think I think we have to. Who That's do you think? Really funny. Who do you think has the most MVPs uh, in the World Series? No, no, no. In 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 life. In life, the most MVPs. Um, Re- regu- regular season MVPs. Who, who do you think is the most? Yogi Berra. No, Yogi only has three. It's Barry Bonds by only so much. Three. Really? What's he got? Yeah, he has he has seven. seven. Yeah, his yeah. seven is the most. Uh, I next guess seven too. Holy next is is it next is just a gigantic tie for three with Stan yeah. the Man and then Albert Pujols and Mickey Mantle and A Rod and Mike Schmidt, Jimmy Fox, Yogi Berra, Roy Campanella, and Joey D. So there's no point in me reading two because the list gets longer, and then one, mm-hmm. the list gets longer. Um, we have the career leaders in Cy Youngs. Roger Clemens has the most with seven, which shocks nobody. Uh, Randy Johnson has five. Winning four straight 
I'd like to like to add there for anyone who is unaware of Randy Johnson from the years 2000-2004. Um, was he a good pitcher? Not only, not only that, Corwin, not only that, that's got to be the greatest contract ever given because that four years he won the Cy Young straight was on a four-year deal from the Arizona Diamondbacks. He won the M- he won the Cy Young every single year of his contract. That's got to be uh, that that contract could have been and somehow they been decided not to million, resign him. That dude, that contract could have been forty million dollars a year. It should still would have been worth it. Like like right. What what more could you possibly ask? Uh, four MVPs along with it. I, I mean, yeah, it's fucking stupid. Um. Greg Maddox has four. Clayton Kershaw has three. Steve Carlton has four. Pedro Martinez has three. There's a, there's a whole bunch. Uh, pitchers pitch pitch balls. Um, do you, do you really have anything to say to this? I I mean you know Barry Bonds is is a is a left fielder. Uh, wait, left fielder or right fielder? I always fucking do this. Uh, right field. Right field. Yeah. No. Wait. Left field. Fuck. Yeah. I see. I I do it too. I guess wrong. Uh, Stan, uh, we, we got a bunch of infielders. Tell Williams is outfield. Willie, Willie Mays is outfield. Joey, uh, Maggio is an infield. Mickey Mantle is an outfield. Or sorry, Joey Maggio is an outfield. Mickey Mantle is an outfield. Luke, Luke Gehrig is an infield. I, I mean, I, I feel like we've, we've done enough in other parts that, that, that this doesn't really matter much. Yeah, no, it doesn't really matter all that much at all. Yeah, and then the last tab here I don't think matters in the slightest, um, which is most championships. Because this is just the Yankees. Basically, this, this if you is played just for the Yankees. Yankees, you are on this list. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 Look, Yogi Berra, Joe DiMaggio, Bill Dickey, Phil Rosito, Frankie Chris. I don't even know these names. Lou Gehrig, Mickey Mano, Babe Ruth. Yeah, if you, you played know, for the, for Yankees. the Yankees between 1920 and 1960, your name is on this list. Like, it's unavoidable. I it, Yeah, it, I, this is so not interesting, but at the same time, it made me feel good. Um, so here it is. Fuck you. All right. Let's so see. let's see if my boy Roberto Clemente made this list. You know damn well he didn't. I know, and it hurts. <laughs> so if All you right. had if you had to pick a most valuable position by wins after this discussion, what would you go with? It's not a debate, is it? It's starting pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had to take the result of last week's conversation in which you picked first base because out of the um, top 100 career earners, 17 of them were first basemen, which was still second most behind starting pitchers who had 37, although the average career earnings of first baseman was higher than the average career earnings of starting pitchers with $163 million. Um if you had to pick a career, what, what, what would you pick? I mean, I feel like I got to pick starting pitcher. Just straight up theory of competitive advantage. Like, they are so far ahead as far as, you know, on the field value is concerned. It Like, it makes up for the slight difference in actual salary. So, yeah. pitcher. I mean, I gotta. Say, I'm looking back at our at our career earnings leaders from last week, and just this combined with this, with what we're doing this week. I, starting pitching is just Jesus fucking Christ. 
On on the list of career uh, 100 largest career earners, they appeared 37 times, which is head and shoulders the most. On the list of um, MLB's longest career, top 107 players, they appear 35 times, head and shoulders the most. On the list of largest contracts ever awarded, there's five, um, for the top 20, I should say, there's five, which is tied for the most. And then you look at our, our, our wins conversation here, the war leaderboard out of the top, you know, 187, they appear 65 times the most. First um, all-star selections, they appear 30 times, which is the most. World Series MVPs, 25 times, which is the most. I mean, really walking away from this, I don't know how you say it's anything other than starting pitching. I don't know how you can make an argument. Like, this yeah, is... You can't. This is as dominant as I was expecting our football conversation to be with picking the quarterback. You know? Yeah. It, it honestly kind of is. I yeah. think quarterback is still a little bit more favored, but it's ridiculous how valuable starting pitchers are. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you're right because – if you lose a starting pitcher, there's a there's a there's a, a number two guy right behind him who can do his job for, you know, relatively speaking for the season. This is kind of a weird scope we're taking. Whereas if you lose your starting quarterback for this for the season, your team is garbage, um, unless apparently you're the Philadelphia Phillies, but mm. or Philadelphia Eagles. Fuck baseball, but um, yeah, and and just in terms of the scope we're looking at. Starting pitchers are the fucking quarterbacks of baseball in terms of importance. Jesus, it's just so much. If you had to pick a second most valuable one, what would you pick? Um, I mean, I'd probably go first base. But I feel like there's much more debate to be had about the second most valuable position than there is about, you know, the first you're right. There's definitely more. I I'd I'd stick with you in the infield. I might take third base, um, for almost no yeah. particular reason. <laughs> Probably just because really? it's like you're down like in nothing that we've actually pulled from this, but like it's a more important position defensively, and you're not losing that much in power. So yeah, and 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 um, I I'd say with with the. Value discussion we had today where they're pretty near each other in terms of most all-star appearances. There's a good amount more first baseman on the uh, wins above replacement leaderboard. World Series MVPs uh, takes third base as the favor. So let, let's make it a push for the, the wins above replacement debate. You add the career earnings, though, because uh, for reference from last week... Your average, oh, I pulled up the wrong spreadsheet. Um, your average top earning first baseman made $163 million. Your average top earning third baseman made $200 million. I guess I would take, I guess I would take third base. Also, it's a little bit flashier, you know? Uh, I like a guy who can, who, can, who can flash the leather a little bit. But yeah, you know, you're right. It's, 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 this, this, this is now preferences, actual debate points instead of, startlingly obvious starting pitcher. Right, 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 right. Fucking A, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on this part of our, our discussion here? Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Do you, I enjoyed this quite a bit. I had a blast. <laughs> this is this is so much. All right. When are we allowed to just end this like a hard cut and go back to fucking complaining about this trade? All right, hold on, because I do want to. I do want to <laughs> give. I do want to give mention to to the football side of things. Right. With, with the links yeah, I sent go you. Yeah, for it. Um, did you open them up? Okay, I gotta pull those up. No, I didn't pull them up yet. That's fine. I'll I'll, I'll I'll just intro it a little bit. So I pulled up the NFL side of this. We have the pro football reference pages for the only the AP and NFL MVP because we had this discussion previously. Granted, it's the one that matters, but if you looked up like Jerry Rice on Wikipedia, he has an MVP there that will not show up on this list because it wasn't issued by the Associated Press. We have the list of Super Bowl MVPs and the um, a list of NFL Pro Bowl selections by career. Uh, where do you want to start with this? Um, I guess Pro Bowl, just because that's kind of the lowest tier among what we have here. Yeah, you're right. And uh, this looks like no shock, but it's 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 a leaderboard of Tom Brady, Tony Gonzalez, Peyton Manning, and then Bruce Matthews and Merlin yeah. Olson. Uh, I don't know who Merlin Olson is. Um, Bruce Matthews was a uh, defensive fantastic. tackle. Merlin yeah. Olson. Uh, Bruce Matthews was an offensive tackle. Um, well, he played all positions, but mostly um, interior line. Um, he was phenomenal. I mean, he's got also had some pretty great kids come into the league. Um, I don't know. Like, it's kind of really spread out. It's not really favored for quarterbacks. Um, I mean, you have Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Drew Brees, um, Brett Favre is on here. There's not a whole lot of quarterbacks. It's well, see, you're right. I, I think this is just because who whose career even lasts this long? You know what I mean? Right. Like a 14-year career. Not even 14 Pro Bowl selections. A 14-year-long so career? Dude, that's ancient. So I really it's so long in football. It, yeah, so I think that's going to lend itself to it a lot. But you're right. I mean, you know, Junior Seau's on this list. Um, Larry Fitzgerald's on this list. I mean, if, would if you, you peg Larry it, Fitzgerald and Brett Favre as having the same number of Pro Bowl selections? Uh, no, I actually wouldn't have. Neither would I. Um, I would have said Brett Favre definitely had a lot more, just because he played for 19 years. Yeah. Yeah. To Larry Fitz's I mean, 14. Larry's 18. Yeah, 14, sorry. I know math. Yeah, and also, you know, Brett Favre plays quarterback and I I I am just going right. to I'm just going to bias those guys regardless, you know, for everything. Yeah, you know, looking guess, through like, this. D- despite how valuable quarterbacks are when it comes down to it, they're not getting ranked against other positions. They're just getting ranked against other quarterbacks and that's you know why what? i think it's a lot more you know spread out among positions because guess what many different positions get voted for in the pro bowl you're right Who thought that and i wonder how this counts for things well first off that and uh three wide receivers will go to the pro bowl or start the pro bowl versus one quarterback so there's there's also right. that uh I'll, well, I'll, per team yes yes sorry my bad per team I also wonder how this handles, like, uh, you know, Tom Brady was selected to the Pro Bowl 
he's in the playoffs. He's not going to go. Uh, Derek Carr is going to go. It makes it. I, I wonder how many of of that kind of situation we have here. I don't think there is because Tom Brady has been to seven World Series, eight World Series, uh, Super Bowls, Su- <laughs> sports, and yet in his eighteen year career, he has fourteen Pro Bowls listed. So that math doesn't work out if they no, took I mean, away the I Pro mean, Bowls for times he didn't go. No, no, no. I, I mean, adding it to players who otherwise wouldn't have gone. Oh, like yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. That's my biggest gripe with the Pro Bowl. Larry Fitzgerald is almost never on good teams. Now, this is not to take away from Larry Fitz. He's just the one of the names on the top right. of this list I'm just looking at. So, like, he doesn't really ever have to worry about, sadly, playing deep into the playoffs. He's only been to the Super Bowl once, right? Yeah. Um, against the Steelers. Against the Steelers, yeah. So... I'm I'm wondering and I'm not going to pour through Larry Fitzgerald's thing. I don't care. I love Larry Fitz. His number can be a million. I wouldn't give a shit. Um, that's not what it's about. But like I'm wondering, like let, just to use him as an example, if he was only like I don't want to say first ballot Pro Bowl because that feels like the wrong nomenclature. But like you know what I mean. Like I wonder if he only had like seven of those, and then four other times there was some dude selected ahead of him, but they had to go into you know playoff mode and turned it down so then they were like larry you're a great guy why don't you come by and then he was like <laughs> oh yeah cool and got four more pro bowl appearances like with uh, that's what i'm kind of that we both don't right. value the pro bowl selections very highly for this in, is exact reason yeah i've actually always questioned how that goes down on like their pro football reference pages uh if it actually is listed officially and I've never gotten a solid answer, so I actually don't know. Um, but I'd love I'm, to find out. I'm pretty sure it does come up because I think if you like Google Leonard Williams, he has one, even though he was like an alt selection. Leonard Williams, Pro Football Reference. Yep, one-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, he he was some fucked up shit. Because that was the season, if I recall correctly, that the Raiders went to the playoffs, and um, so Khalil Mack didn't go, or I, I believe this was who it was, and they offered it to Leonard Williams. It I was look up Derek Carr because I know he was given yeah three time Pro Bowler, and he did not actually get voted three times. I actually don't think he got actually voted in any times it might have been the same season but i don't know all right so i pulled up let me i'll I'll send you this link i pulled up nfl first team all pro selection career leaders which might be a little bit more fun uh that actually would be a lot more fun and this list looks very different. (laughs) it does look very different jerry rice is still right there jerry rice and jim Um, otto and these are these are some Jim old Otto. dudes up here at the top of this list. There is not Yeah. I don't see anyone whose career started in the year two thousand through the Wow, I'm scrolling down a ways. Yeah. First one I found is Alan an actor player named Shane Leckler. Shane Leckler. He's a punter. I don't even I didn't even know that. I have no idea who that is. He is <laughs> a very good punter. 
Um, after that is Joe uh, Thomas. I see Joe Thomas. They're tied for five. Yeah, Joe Thomas. The for next active player six. is J.J. Watt with five. Oh, I have Luke Keekley. Oh, they're tied. Mm. They both have five. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is a much more interesting list. It really is. Who's our first quarterback? Um, I don't see – Was who's our first quarterback? Um, Otto Graham. Um, who's Ron? Who's Ron Mix? Who's Anthony Munoz? I don't know any of these names. I legit Anthony don't know like Munoz any of these is names. A lineman just got elected to the Hall of Fame. Um, he is the first Latino elected to the Hall of Fame. Let's go, Tony G. Let's go, Antonio Gates. Is he Hispanic? Antonio Gates. Is he? What Antonio Gates? No. Okay, then let's go He's Tony. Black. Let's go Tony G. I love you, Tony Gonzalez. It's my guy. It's my pal. <laughs> We're friends in real life. No, imagine. What's the, what's this bit you're doing, <laughs> bud? What are you doing? I'm having a good time. <laughs> okay, um, fair enough. Yeah, I'm just trying to pour through these names because I I don't even know these names. I don't I don't know any of these fucking people. And so I, I I'm like trying to figure out if any how, of them like, are quarterbacks. You were naming off. I love how you were naming off these baseball players earlier, and I knew maybe like a third of them. And now you're doing the same thing with football. I'm like, I do not know Anthony Munoz, but ninety percent of the population, ninety percent of like football fans, don't know who Anthony Munoz is. Yeah, see, I grew up with with baseball lore. I didn't grow up with like right. you know. I I know Jerry Rice. I know Jim Brown. I know Lawrence Taylor. I know Otto Graham, Ray Lewis. Wow. Like, would you have guessed Otto Graham and Ray Lewis have the same number of um, first-team All-Pro selections? Absolutely not. No. Of course not. Or that Ray Lewis and Peyton Manning have the same number of All-Pro selections. Uh, again, still no. I would have assumed Peyton Manning had more than seven in 17 years, but... Yeah, and that you know, Ray Lewis has uh, seven in 16 years. Wow. Similar length careers there. Yeah. Mike Singletary had seven and 11. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, well, Singletary was a beast. Uh, does this change yeah. anything coach, that, that... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does this change any opinion you had after looking at the first list of Pro Bowl selections? Um, I mean, I just value this one more. I mean, I trust this list a lot more. I value it more um, just because you don't have fans voting for 30 different players that are able to get in. In terms um, of uh, value per position, does this do anything for you? It's a lot more linemen than I a lot. definitely would have expected. I mean, um, you know, like Jim Otto is an offensive lineman. Ron Mix is an offensive lineman. Um, Munoz, uh, you know, Bruce Smith, Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, all linemen. Like, you don't see it in the Pro Bowl because people really don't care about offensive linemen. They just kind of vote for the biggest names at a position without, like, actually watching and determining, like, hey, who's the best player? Whereas the people who vote for the All-Pro tend to know a little bit more than the average fan about what it's like to play offensive line and what is successful. And I think that's why we see truly great players like 
these players, like Anthony Munoz is a tremendous, one of the best offensive linemen of all time, and that's why he was voted to nine All-Pros in his 12-year career. And I just think that it's a lot more... It shows the value of positions that people normally don't care about, not necessarily the most important positions, if you know what I mean. I do. And I I think this also comes to a conversation that you and I have had many times. The NFL should have more awards. I mean, Jesus. Like, going through baseball, you have um, MVP, you have Cy Young, you have individual positions, or awards given out to individual positions, like your Silver Slugger and your Golden Glove, which you can recognize um, people at each position for being a good fielder and for being a good hitter. And, go, and then it does for all nine positions. And if the American League, ten positions, then you've got postseason um, awards. You've got your World Series MVP. You've got your Babe Ruth Award. I mean, hockey does it well where it has the Vezina. It has the Hart Trophy. It has the Rocket Richard Trophy. I mean, it's got so much to recognize different aspects of game. Every, I feel like every sport recognizes game better than the NFL recognizes game. Because just the MVP, and that's one of the reasons I think we, we both had a hard time trying to think of what the fuck we could honestly judge NFL wins by. Because in terms of doing it by recognition... The way I did it with baseball, they only ever really recognize the quarterbacks. It's to the degree that they do. So unfortunate. It's so unfortunately true. Um, I really wish you know, like college football has awards for the best offensive linemen, the best offensive line group, you know, the best interior linemen, stuff like that. I would love to see that kind of shit in the NFL. I mean. These guys are so fucking good at what they do and get absolutely no credit. Yeah, so let's pivot over to the the AP NFL MVP winners. Now, they don't have position marked next to it because in my spreadsheets, it's something I input manually. But you come through the list, uh, it's just chronological. You got Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, uh, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, and Aaron Rodgers as your five most recent. Um, Instead of doing that, let's go by position. Quarterback, 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 running back, quarterback, 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 running back, running back, quarterback, 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 running back. And that goes all the way back to 2000. And it doesn't get much better before then. No, I'm just seeing a bunch of quarterbacks because I know their names. And the few names I don't know who I'm assuming are running backs. Can you guess the last year there was a non-quarterback or running back um, MVP? Um, I'm just going to go with the first name I don't know. Um, that's Marcus Allen in 1985. Uh, you don't notice the name directly above him? Oh, fuck. <laughs> it was it was it was per- it, so it was purple because I've cl- clicked on Lawrence Taylor's thing before. Right. So I just didn't even I just didn't even register it. Yeah, so like you said 1985 I'm like, "Wait, that's after what?" Yeah. So I'm going to who's Marcus Allen? 
Marcus Allen is a Hall of Fame running back for the Raiders who was replaced by Bo Jackson. That's funny. So, all right, but anyway, it's Lawrence Taylor, 1986. Yes. 1986. So that's 23 years. Yeah. Since the last non-quarterback or running back. Like, that's rough. And, I mean, before then, it's fucking – I don't even know. Oh, I do know. It's Mark Mosley, who is the funniest fucking MVP of all time. So th- this, is, this is why – when, All right, hold on, hold on. Before ahead. we go on, can I can we talk about Mark Mosley? Sure. So 1982 was a lockout shortened year. They voted Mark Mosley. Oh, was he a kicker? He was a fucking kicker. Yeah, I remember. This. He wasn't even a good kicker. He was like a above average kicker. He he it it, it was an effort award. He tried his hardest. Yeah. He missed. Uh, he went twenty of twenty-one that season. There you go. Long of forty-eight. Beautiful. And he missed three extra points too. He deserved so, them. You know. <laughs> you know what? NFL man, you don't come close to how fun baseball is with its wacky stats. But we got a hey, kicker. Mark Mose is pretty fun. Yeah, no, that, that is pretty. <laughs> All right. So the reason I picked World Series MVPs when I was doing mine was because. That's one of the few – because pitchers are allowed to win MVP. They almost never do because they have their own award. World Series MVP, you have to choose between a batting position or a pitching position. So let's look at Super Bowl MVP because regular NFL MVP is usually just between quarterbacks and occasionally, as we mentioned, running backs – Super Bowl MVP has to be between all positions based on direct impact in a singular game. And, I mean, this list does look better. You don't yeah, have to, I mean. You don't have to go so down to find a non-QB, non-running back option in Von Miller 2015. Also the first one. Oh, right. God, it's purple. I don't know what it is with me in the color purple. <laughs> Julian Edelman. Are you colorblind? Yeah. No, I'm just stupid. Um. Yeah, I mean, wide receiver this year, uh, edge rusher in 2015. A fucking inside linebacker and in Malcolm Smith in 2013, <coughs> which was ridiculous. Outside then, linebacker, was ridic- uh, whatever. I don't give a shit. Only because I have his Malcolm page open. Smith. He did nothing. <laughs> um, Santonio Holmes back in 2008. God bless. Heinz Ward, no five. Oh God, I love that man. Um, Dion Branch, Dexter Jackson, Ray Lewis. It's a much wider list, but I'm. A hundred percent certain in saying that just because it's a smaller sample size and genuinely defenses do win championships and quarterbacks usually don't play that great in the Super Bowl. Usually. I I, I think it's interesting in that, like I said, there is a direct competition based on this one game of what do you think is the most important for winning the big one, right? In that aspect, this is interesting because there's not – as many quarterbacks as there is on the regular MVP list. On the other hand, like we were saying with baseball and like you just mentioned, it's a really fucking small sample size. So much of it's fucking random. I, I mean, if I'm, I'm wondering if we were forced, if we forced every team to pick um, their MVP per win in the regular season, you know what I mean? Like they treat every every game every game they have to pick an MVP if they win. 
what that would look like. Because I'm, I'm kind of wondering if we would see quarterbacks picked as often as we're initially thinking they would be based on what we're seeing with the um, Super Bowl MVPs here. I think would actually be kind of close. I kind of to think what, so, like, too. what the Super Bowl MVP would be. Yeah, because, like, most of the time the quarterback is going to be putting up the most value and deserves it. But you have games where a guy might intercept two passes and have a forced fumble. It's going to go to him in that game or, you know, running back rushes for 200 yards, whatever it is. I think it would actually be a pretty damn close spread. I th- yeah, I think it'd be cool because then it would also give you a sample size large enough for you to actually make a judgment. Um, I think we have to call up Roger Goodell. <laughs> the 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 New York Rangers do this thing where they pick their their like number one star for the night or whatever, and they they make every him, team does that. No, I know, but I'm just saying they make, uh, okay, they, they make him. Let me finish my fucking sentence. <laughs> then they they make him wear what they call the Broadway hat, which is like this really old looking old school looking like bowler style hat and then they upload it to Instagram for everyone to laugh at. And I think that the NFL should do that. (laughs) And then keep Um, stats so we can actually tell. Yeah. Like last year, the pens had a Pittsburgh Steelers hat that I think uh, they got from like Juju Smith Schuster. Oh, that's cute. Weird like that. Yeah. Uh, I think this year they have a pirate hat. They did something for the, for the the Yankees did something as well, but I forget what. It doesn't matter. I think that would be interesting because then we'd have sample size, and then we could make judgment based on not just who actually wins, but there's also the weight of the fact that it has team value, and that you know the team picks it. Um, mm-hmm. let me float this by you. Any individual position can have an impact large enough to allow the team to win that week. But quarterback is just consistently on the top of that list if they're not consistently number one. Yeah. That makes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's why we see them valued so much last week's episode with money, because they're always going to be inconsistently like your top three. Let's say most valuable players in mm-hmm. a given week even though they're not going to be number one every week um i the problem is with the you know you know what it really is you know what this really comes down to corwin you know what you know what war is for, for for football players money yeah it's money that's the only universal metric we have to compare football players to each other at different positions we have nothing else that's really yeah. that's really it. You make a hell of a point. Cause I mean, fuck, man, the fuck else do we have to go on here? Um, genuinely nothing. Yeah, it's just too disparate. The only the only metric that is across the board the same for every position of football is that dollar sign. Hey, football, be baseball. You fucks. Yeah, give those guys bats <laughs> on the field. <laughs> I want to see it. God, uh, could you imagine like an Adamican Sue or uh, uh, fuck, what's his dude, face you, from no, the Bengals? Dude, you could give Vontaze Perfect. You could give yeah, Adamican Sue a baseball bat and he'd still 
cheat. Like, he, you'd say, all right, Vontaze, you got to now hit people with the baseball bat. And he'd still, like, cork it or some shit. He'd, yeah, exactly. He'd still fucking cheat. You could, you could <laughs> give that man leeway and he'd still fuck it up. And same thing with Vontaze. Vontaze imagine, would put a spike in I just in imagine... His. I just imagine the Dominican Sue like Googling how to cheat with a baseball bat and just seeing that corking a bat makes it better. So he's like, obviously that's got to work for football with a baseball bat, right? Yeah, he's working on getting up his bat speed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, so this has been a long episode, which is fine with me. We had a, yeah. we had we had a short one the other the other day. Any closing yeah. remarks with with the NFL MVP by wins? And by MVP, I mean, I mean most valuable position. Fuck Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman wins LVP this year. Least valuable. But, uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, I, I, I was like, loser, <laughs> valuable, <laughs> no. <laughs> loser with a very small penis, but the S is silent. So so yeah, get fuck fuck it's, Dave Gettleman. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, any anything else from you on on either of these two topics together? Oh, if you um, had if you had to pick, which one was more? I know we kind of said this already, but which one was more important, starting pitcher, or quarterback? Quarterback. Still quarterback. Yeah. I, I have mean, to say so. Look too. at the race. You you can win a game with relief pitchers playing all nine innings. You can't win a game with a tackle or, you know, without a quarterback. Yeah, I was going to say. If, that made more sense in my head. I was going to say, if only for the fact that the quarterback will play every game that your team plays that season, whereas you're lucky right. if your starting pitcher plays one-fifth of every game that you play that season. So, Like, people always say, like, the pitcher's the only one who is involved on every single play. And that's the same way with football with the quarterback. The difference being the quarterback does it every single game and the, the pitcher won't. Right. So, yeah. Pitcher won't even play the, the the full game and the games that they do play. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, man. Fuck pitchers. You should get rid of them. Yeah, Warren Spahn, Just you have a, suck. Put a pitching machine out there. Dude, that would be amazing. That should be the all-star game. I'd, lo- I'd love to watch a nine-inning game with a pitching machine as pitcher. That should be the all-star game. God, I wish I was God so I could just, like, make this shit happen. You know, there's just a commissioner. You don't have to ascend to a higher plane of existence. Yeah, but, I mean, if I'm going to ask for anything from a magic genie, I'm going to ask to be God, not, you know, let me be a baseball commissioner. That's like a whole rabbit hole, and I don't want to go down it because I will get sucked into it. So I'm going to end it. (laughs) This was a ton of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed doing this topic. Um, I agree. Yeah, this is this is my favorite one, uh, probably since the era adjustment episode that we. T- anyway, moving on. Anyway, bye, Felicia. Uh, if you want to reach out, hit us up on Twitter. You can do so at Juicing Pod, Juicing P O D. If you want to hit us up via email, you can do so um, at our email address, JuicingTheNumbers at Gmail If you want to check out our website for this spreadsheet or any previous spreadsheets. You can do so at juicingthenumbers.wixsite.com slash website. That is juicingthenumbers.com slash website. Take it easy. Bye, Felicia. <laughs>